Okay? So uh, first, I would like to give honor to God, our Father, for all that he is. Not that has what he has been. I'm talking about what he is today in my heart and life and in this place today. I also like to thank our Father for Pastor Lonnie and his, and his lovely wife, Kathy. Let me say, say this. I, the Holy Spirit does speak. And I'm going to move this to the side. Oh, sorry. I'm going to move this to the side. The Holy Spirit does speak. And he's spoken very clear, clearly, clearly and loud to me that this is a holy man and a holy woman. Uh, I acknowledge that. And for that, I submit myself to you, to this house, um, for the love of God. And i uh, also like to say, Pastor Betty, we just met. Actually, I'll be very candid. This morning, 8 o'clock, I got in at 2 o'clock this morning. I went to bed at 4 o'clock this morning. I woke up at 8 o'clock this morning. And I said, well, I, I read the little thing in the bag, and that everything has been par excellent. And the everything with the spirit of excellence is just happening all over this place. And it had instructions. If you wanted something to eat, just go down, find your way downstairs. And so I'm walking down the steps for the first time on the third level to the second level, and I'm looking for the steps to go down to the first level, and I hear this voice. And I said, wow, that voice, I know that voice. And then instead of making a left towards the steps, I made a right this way, and I took a step this way, and then out comes this woman of God, this powerhouse of God. But I looked at her and I said, oh, I don't know you, but I know the voice. And then she started talking, and then I said, ah, I do know you. We are one spirit. I acknowledge heaven in you. When I saw her eyes, when I got close to her, I looked at her, I went like that, didn't I? I was like, oh, my gosh, there's Jesus in there, okay? I just want to tell you, extraordinary. She said she lives in Florida. I said, I'll be there. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> I'm going to share a couple things with you. I hope that, oh, by the way, I also want to tell you that, uh, what is a coincidence? A coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. You hear me? I come here, and I'm meeting folks, and I come over, and I meet the wonderful uh, Bazna family and the uh, Nassim family. They happen to know a man of God that I know from the town that I live in, and this is a holy man of God, Pastor Gus Akal. Uh, from Syria, and this man has labored and fought the good fight of faith, and he's still fighting it on the front lines in Allentown. Lives are transformed, and I've bared witness with this from my very eyes. Generations um, are whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy because of that man's demonstration of love. Amen? So I want to tell you that I love you guys as well, and I look forward to spending more time together. Uh, I, if I can, Sister Kathy, uh, I think it's important. Uh, I want you to understand. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to capture a couple things. Uh, hopefully this is being recorded. So... Uh, Never receive anything from anybody unless it quickens in your spirit. There are no big eyes and little use here. Uh, I'm going to share a couple things with you. Before I do, though, I would like to say this one statement, and I'd like to do one thing. Okay? The first statement is, nothing ever grows beyond the atmosphere that keeps it. You hear that? Nothing ever grows beyond the atmosphere that keeps it. When God created the, when he told us 
to be fruitful and multiply, he created everything for us to do so. He created the earth and the atmosphere therein. The atmosphere of our nation is that flag right over there. You understand that? I have no problem standing and saluting that flag because it says, one nation under God. My God. So that flag is God's flag. And for that, I'm going to sing the song. I'd like you to stand with me. And as I do it, in honor of the flag of the United States. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight all the rampart we watch was so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that star spangled banner yet just happened there? What just happened there? The atmosphere changed. Listen, the Bible says in Psalms 133, how beautiful is it for the brethren to dwell together in unity. You come against that flag, you come against the unity of the brethren. I said, if you come against that flag, you come against the unity of the brethren. I said, for it is written, a kingdom divided against itself shall not stand. Are you listening? Let me hear you say this. Repeat after me. The explanation is the cure. Can I demonstrate what I'm talking about? Go with me to Luke chapter 7. I'm going to share with you many things tonight. Say amen when you're there. Read, we're going to read verse 23. 
which says, And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Blessed is he whosoever not be offended in me. I'm going to get to the message tonight that I believe God has put in my heart to share with everyone, including me. But before I do, I would like to say, check yourself before you wreck yourself. This scripture said, blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. He said they're blessed. Why? Because they're not offended. Why? Because they're in the man, Christ Jesus. Are you in the man of Christ Jesus? <laughs> so Pastor Betty said she's a woman. Is that correct? When it says man, it means male and female. He said, let us make man in our image, and they made him male and female. So we're all. That's exactly right. Man, you're every bit of man as I am. Man means spirit. All right? Spirit is never alone. He made them male and female. Who are you walking with? The Bible always, we're spirit. So this scripture basically says you're blessed if you're not offended, and you're not offended only because you're in me. They did everything they knew how by way of crucifixion to offend Jesus on the way to the cross and on the cross. They gave him the best the world had to give according to the prince of the air. And the Bible says, it is written that they reviled at him, but he reviled not. I'm t why am I saying this? I'm going to share some things with you that may um, test your faith. But I tell you that faith must be tested in the field. Why? Write this down. Whatever could be lost never was. And whatever is can never be lost. And while you're writing, write this down. What you tolerate will dominate. I'm going to get into the message here, but I wanted to lay the groundwork here. I also wanted to say, uh, Pastor, I acknowledge, write this down. The moment you recognize greatness, greatness will recognize you. Pastor, I recognize greatness in you. When I first met this man, he said very few words. But the Holy Spirit said all the words, and they were loud. I stand for what you live for. 
I'm going to give you a background, and then I'll go into the message. The, uh, I said, do not be offended by what I say to you. I Blessed are you if you're not offended by what I say to you. Psalms 165, 119, 165 says, Great peace have they that love thy law, that nothing shall offend them. Nothing shall make them stumble. But I'm saying this because God has something more for you. My name is Ralph Witcher. I'm a pastor. Uh, I'm a pastor, associate pastor with Word of Life Church in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Our senior pastor there is Pastor Rhonda Butts. She's a holy woman of God. I've been affiliated with the church for nine years now. I happen to be married to my wife, Patricia. She and I have been together for 34 years, and we have four children, two of each. The daughters are older, Brittany Monique, Rachel Mariah, and Seth Daniel and Solomon Oliver. Brittany will be 27 next week, and Solomon, who's the youngest, who's 16, he'll be 17 on January 26th. What I have, I desire everyone to have. My spiritual father is a doctor, Reverend Dr. Charles Endifon of Christ Love Ministries located in Johnston, Rhode Island. I have never met a person who walked this face of the earth as Christ as Apostle Charles and Define. This man has poured his life out as a drink offering. In doing so, over a period of 32 years now, has ministered healing crusades in over 87 nations of our world. He is a spiritual son of T.L. Osborne. He's from Calaba, Nigeria. He graduated with a doctorate degree in engineering. I'm sharing something with you. Pay close attention. He graduated from the top engineering school in Nigeria at age 21 with a PhD in engineering. He has multiple other degrees. And God called him. Those degrees were not in religion. And by the way, God is not very religious. Religion of the world is formality without life. God is doing a new thing. One nation in Denmark, the nation of Denmark, had a vote three years ago of who was the most impactful person in their nation over a 15-year period of time. And they said... Reverend Dr. Charles Indifon was the most influential person to their nation. Number two was their queen. Over 100,000 bona fide miracles in the country of Denmark. 100,000 bona fide miracles documented by media, secular media, videos, TV programs, books, and magazines, newspapers. Over 2 million people impacted. The reason why I share this about our spiritual father 
is that if someone is living this life today, why are we living any less when we have the opportunity? He says that he was in Archbishop Benton Itahosa's church while he was a college student. And this man visited him. And Archbishop Benton Itahosa, his spiritual father was T.L. Osborne. He was in the audience. And T.L. Osborne only spoke 15 minutes. And in those 15 minutes, he said he had never seen someone embody such love in 15 minutes. He went home and he cried all day. And that changed his entire life. He says, why be an engineer for for electronics when I can engineer people's lives through the Word of God? So I just want to give you that backdrop. I happen to love, love, love people. This conference is about the Feast of Tabernacles with an overarching theme of merge. As it is in heaven, so it also be here on earth. I have so much to learn from you, Pastor. I have so much to learn from each and every one of you about manifesting heaven here on this earth. Can you help me out? Can you please? Please, I beg you. You know, I have so much to learn about the tabernacles and the feasts and its relevancy in my life today. That's why I'm here. Before I came here, I, I, when I got here, I said, well, I should go get the shofar. And so I left the room upstairs, and I said, I'm going to go to the car and get the shofar. And I, I said, I went to the car to get the shofar, and guess what? I, no, it was, I, it was in the car. I know it was in the car. But I went to go, you know, okay, open the trunk, and it wouldn't open. And I said, I went to the door. I shook the door. I said, what, why won't the thing open? And then I checked my, my pant pockets. I said, I don't have the key. But I know where it is. It's in the car. You know, I could still be out there banging on that car, and the shofar would not be out in the sanctuary today unless I did what? Stop, go back upstairs, get the key, come back downstairs, and do what I have to do. I'm going to talk to you about the key to manifesting heaven on earth. But first of all, you have to understand that the key to manifesting heaven on earth is a gift. Let me hear you say that. The key is a gift. The first thing about a gift is you have to know that it's a gift. What does that mean? You don't have to pay for it. It's a gift. If you had to pay for it, guess what? It wouldn't be a gift. But it's, it's, a, it's a gift, so that's the first thing. The second thing you have to know about a key You have to receive it. How do you know if you receive a gift or not? Think about it. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, I'm going to start it, you finish the scripture, you ready? All the promises of God are what? Yes and amen. So I said, remember I said the explanation is a cure? I said here, blessed is he who does not fall away you know, uh, or be offended, right, because of me? Well, that's because 
I'm blessed because I'm in Christ. In Christ, the peace that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world can't take it away. The Bible says, where man's treasure is, there his heart is also. Well, my treasure is on the peace of God, the gift of God that I have. So you want my heart? You've got to get the peace. You ain't getting the peace because my heart's in the peace. You have to go to my Father. I'm in my Father's hand. No one can take my peace and me out of my Father's hand. The explanation is the cure. Yes and amen. All the promises of God are yes and amen. You know what I said? Oh, yeah. Amen. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Yes. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Yes. And I do affirmations. All the promises of God are yes and amen. All, and you know what? When it comes to the promise of God, many of them are hurting for certain. I got, look, when I say hurting for certain, let me clarify. Um, I know that these are promises, and I'm, gonna, I'm just being very transparent here, okay? There's one promise. I think it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and verse 9. It says, though he was rich, yet for his sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Isn't that a promise? I think it was William Branham who said there are 3,287 promises in the Bible, and I've been searching. I haven't counted that many yet. Right? But, but the point is, it doesn't matter. Take one. This one in particular. You see, faith is the substance of things, that is, the materialization of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. So what are you hoping for? Is it materialized yet? What's the promise that makes it, makes it so? Do you know the promise that makes it so? Then what's holding you back? Or what's holding that which you hope for to manifest in this reality? Am I speaking too fast? I want to make sure you're tracking with me because, by the way, Pastor, how much time do I have? Like five minutes? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First of all, I want to thank everyone for the worship. I think the worship was from 45. Okay. The worship, um, it was wonderful. It's from heaven, right? But also, I want you to understand, there was a song. The first one you sang, it says, Jesus is, not, uh, Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Well, I announce to you that Jesus is here. I mean, the difference isn't much, but it's everything. What I'm telling you is, Jesus says, it is finished. They say, well, wait on the Lord. My great-grandfather told me, wait, broke the wagon down. What does it mean to wait? Jesus says to those at the table, as he was giving out the last communion, who's the greatest? The one at the head of the table or the one serving? He says, I stand before you serving. To wait on the Lord is to serve the Lord. What does that mean? To serve the Lord. The Bible says born again is born again of what? The spirit, that is, the will of God, not of flesh or of human passion or human desire. It is born again to do the will of my Father. The will, the will is the is the decision. A will is decision. So God's decision, he gives it to you by way of faith. Faith is simply following instructions. Jesus said, never in all of Israel have I seen someone with such great faith. The guy said, I'm not worthy, Lord. Don't come to my house to heal the servant. Just say the word. I'm a man under authority. I tell one go, he goes. I tell him to come, he comes. Just say the word, Lord. 
Faith is simply following instructions. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and another they will not follow. So you're born again. When here is born again? Okay. Are you born again to suffer again? Remember, what you tolerate will dominate. I used to let the rough and drag with life. But today, I'm going to tell you a story. Because I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Anybody there with me? I am born again to execute the decisions of my father who sent me. That's, that's why I'm born again. What is your will, Father? You want faith? It's in the word. Hear the word of God. You want more faith? Hear more of the word of God. Because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The explanation is the cure. This isn't complicated. Let those who have ears hear what the Lord says. The keys. We're talking about the keys. It's a gift. There are three keys to manifest heaven on earth. Before I tell you these, I would like to pray. Heavenly Father, I stand before you, and I stand before this great congregation, both here in this 3D reality and the holy host of angels that are here in this room right now. I announce your kingdom, O oh Father God. I request of you that I not do the best that I can do tonight, but let me do the best that you know how to do. Father, you are with us for this time for a purpose. Let everyone here receive what they're expecting tonight. I thank you, Lord, and I praise you for never forsaking me and never leaving me and hearing my cry even now. In Jesus' name, amen. There are three keys to manifesting heaven on earth. The first is, it's a gift. And then there are three gifts that unlock this great destiny that God has called us to have. And the first is repent. The second is redeem. And the third is rejoice. Repent, redeem, and rejoice. First, I have to do this. There are no big eyes or little U's in the kingdom of heaven. There are no big eyes and little U's in the kingdom of heaven. None of us are, are anything, including me. And if we are, we are only as great as what we carry. Do you understand that your salvation is not based on you? It's based on what you carry? So then who are you? You are a capacitor with a capacity to carry. In other words, greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. It is Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory, that gives you the breakthrough. By the way, 
What's your name? What's your name? Herman. Herman, I just want to tell you that I love you. And also I love your smile and your eyeballs. Can I tell you what happened when that happened, when I looked at her eyeballs? Are you all looking at what happened when it happened when I looked at her eyeballs? Look at this. That's what happened. Nothing grows beyond the atmosphere that keeps it. I believe that inside of every person there's a better version. I believe based on this capacity, that there is treasure in each one of us for each one of us. The Bible says that he put treasure in earthen vessels. Who are you? Pastor Lonnie, I require that you carry for the assignment that God has on my life. You are a carrier of mantles, anointings. Listen, President, who's our President? President Donald Trump, is he, is he not a powerful man? Who could question that? I mean, literally, who could question that? As, as much as we've known him, he's always been a powerful man. Isn't that right? But as of not very long ago, effective this year, he's not only just powerful, he's also a powerful man in authority. It's the two that breaks the yoke, the power and the authority of God. Pastor Lonnie, you have both. I acknowledge that. You see what I'm doing? Have you come to the man of God and said, I want what you carry? I must have what you carry. I require what you carry. Listen. Never in life stay where you're tolerated. Only go where you're celebrated. Why? Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. You ever hear judgment? Do you know God doesn't judge anybody? He comes to you. He says, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If any man come, opens up, I'll come and sup with him. Everybody has at least three times to reject the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But you know what happens when the cup is full? You know what God does? He goes, okay. He steps back. You know what that stepping back is called? Ichabod. The glory of God has departed. And you know what happens when that happens? They go the way of Saul. They fall on their own sword. Never let that be you. Value what God offers you. The words that I speak are life and spirit.
treasure it. Kevin, do you know why I hugged you? I know you're like, uh, that's kind of strange. Because the level of your desire is revealed by the level of your pursuit. Did you hear that? You come from South Carolina? That's a good hike. About a 1,000 miles. No one serendipitously hops in a car and goes about a 1,000 miles without sincere desire. And tonight, God rewards you for that. I want you to meditate upon what it is that you'd like from Jesus tonight. Right now, let supernatural thirst and hunger for his kingdom and righteousness be yours. God says, you have not because you ask not. Are you asking now? The first key, repent. I would like I would like to publicly repent to all of you before God. Go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 8 quickly. Say amen when you get there. In verse number 17. I'm just going to give you this excerpt in the scripture, but it says, And thou saith in thy thy heart, My power and the might of mine hath, uh, hath gotten me this wealth. I decided not to go to med school. I studied there three summers undergraduate. My mentor was the dean of admissions for the med school, University of Medicine Dentistry. Um, I did everything you're supposed to do undergraduate-wise. I was president of pre-med society. I mean, I, I just did everything. I decided not to go because I, wanted, I said, because I talked to a lot of doctors, worked in a hospital, and they said if they could do it all over again, they'd do something different. So I figured I'd go into sales. And so off, uh, off there I go. And I made, uh, relatively speaking, a good amount of money. One year, I've actually had over $350,000 in my um, bank from working. And that year, I worked only three months. And I've consistently, for a period of 10 years, earned $200,000 and more. Um, and I got to the place, and I'm not sure if anybody can identify with this, but I got to the place. I managed uh, you know, the business in the North American theater. I actually had, uh, from there, I got involved with working things globally, traveled to Australia and uh, Europe, had seven time zones I was responsible for. And then one day I looked up and I realized that my priority was my job. And God was not my priority. I was rich had need of nothing. You've heard the scripture, pride comes before the fall. 
I have fallen. I come here, Pastor Lonnie, and I see this to me is very clear, your life's work and your wife's life work. You both have poured your life out as a drink offering for the kingdom of heaven here on earth. How long were you a mailman for? 18 years. So a mailman does what? Excuse me? Delivers mail. And what's in the mail? A message. You are a carrier of a message from God of what this is all about in the Feast of the Tabernacle. I acknowledge that. In my heart, I would love to write you a check for a million dollars for all that you and your wife represents for the kingdom and all that you've done for all of us over the last 40 years. I would like to do that. But to be transparent, can you give somebody something you don't have? Listen, let those who have ears hear this. Tonight, I am so humbled because my heart is saying, write the check, write the check. I don't have it. But why not, Ralph? I've been on this earth for 54 years. I should have it. How much more time do you need to accumulate wealth? particularly when God gives it to us as a gift. The Bible says all the promises of God are yes and amen. I used to say, all right, yes and amen. I'm down with that. I got it. But that's, the Holy Spirit says, no, Ralph, that's not what it means. All the promises of God are yes if you say Amen. I'm repenting before you. I say I'm sorry that I only put $20 in the basket because that's all I have to give. You deserve more. When you go to work, do you ask for enough to cover your bills? Do you have that mindset? If you do, stop it. It's selfish. God has commanded us to be fruitful and multiply. Never ask just for enough for yourself. We are called to operate in the overflow. I am repenting before all of you and heaven today. Father, I'm sorry. I have not been a good manager of what you've given me. Forgive me, Father. I humble myself. My life is yours. If you require me to go in a corner and beg, I will do it. But I will trust in you, in, even in this. 
Say that again, sister. You need to change your mindset. God wanted me to come say that before you took the mic tonight. That we need... Who's talking to you? Who told you? It's not God. He said to change your mindset to his truth. Now, if who would like to see the scriptural relevance to what she just said? Look, if you're not interested, I can just pack it up now. We, 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 I've already talked long enough. I think you get the idea. Okay. <laughs> Listen, because the Holy Spirit does not stay where it's tolerated. If you're not sitting at the edge of your seat saying, Lord, do you not know that you're one, one revelation away from your breakthrough in this life? One, just one, just one, just one, just one. One revelation is all you need. It's all you require. I'm, I'm sharing revelation with you. But understand this. Never receive anything unless it quickens in your spirit. And never let anyone else's revelation, including mine, become your limitation. That's what religion does. They take a great revelation and then they build a religion around it. And they st sit there and go around that mountain for 40 years, 100 years, even though the cloud has moved. Go with me to Psalms chapter 36. Psalms chapter 36, quickly. Pastor Betty said, change your mindset. The mindset that we have, the reason why we go after a thing, the promise of God are yes if you say amen. But what does it mean to say amen? Does it mean say amen, say amen, mean say amen? Is that what amen says when saying amen? No. For most of us, it means, it means something else because we said amen for 20 years and it hasn't manifested yet. <laughs> Psalms 36 verse 9 it says for with thee is the fountain of life in thy light shall we see light in thy light shall we see light in thy light shall we see light in thy light the Bible says in Psalms 105, it says, Thy, thy uh, word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. The light of God, ah, is the spirit of God. Jesus says, my word is spirit and in truth. The word of God. Change your inner picture. Who, do you, who are you? Know your identity in Christ. Let that be the light that guides everything that you say, do. You know, there's a book uh, called, um, it's called, Hap um, uh, it's called I'll Be Happy When. I'll Be Happy When by Shimeroff is her last name, Lisa Shimeroff. And she basically says this, and it's very powerful and relevant, but she says a lot of people say, I'll be happy when, you know, when this happens and that happens, and when that happens, and when I get this, and when I, you know, lose this weight, when I do this. She says, no, 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 no. She says, 
If you took a, uh, anybody know what a colander is? A colander. You know what a colander is, right? That's, what do you, what's another word for colander? Strainer, like a, sp- a spaghetti strainer, right? If, if, if you could get everything that you ever wanted in life, all you, and the task was to give you, just take this colander and fill it up with water. And you're in front of the sink, right? And the question is, how do you do it? Immediately, you're like, oh, I can really do it. Just fill this up. And you think about it. You say, well, you know what? There's no way, right? But then she says, if you take that colander and throw it in the ocean, you fill it up. You see, that's revelation. What she's saying is, what was impossible was made possible with God's light in your light. You understand that? The word of God is your life. If you don't meditate and seek after and walk in and live by the principles of the word of life, the Bible says in Amos 3 and 3, can the two walk together lest they be agreed? Be in agreement with the word of God. Don't just read the Bible. The Bible doesn't say read the Bible. The Bible does not say that. The Bible says study the scriptures, search the scriptures. Find the scripture that is relevant to your issue. I look at people that one, one person had all these problems. They came to me and he said, you know, Pastor Ralph, I'm having this problem. I said, really? I said, have you been reading your Bible? She says, yeah, I've been reading my Bible. I said, really? I said, well, what you been reading? She says, well, you know, the wars. And after looking at her situation, I said, well, that's the wrong medicine. <laughs> you know, they call it goth pill because it's a pill that you, right? So in this case, you have to search the scriptures. That's what Jesus said. Search the scriptures. And then apply it. And apply it means to wear it. You know, the Bible says in Galatians 3 and 27, put on Christ. New concept. You mean you could wear Christ? Yes. Why? I used to think that Christ was his last name. You know, Jesus Christ, Mary Christ, Joseph Christ. I know I'm the only one that's ever done this. Can also be very candid. I used to think when I used to go to church, I used to go to church and sit in the front. Can I tell you, though? I would look, I'd look, where are the seats? I'm going at the front. You know why? My motivation was I used to think that the people in the front of the church had the big Jesus and the people in the back of the church had the little Jesus. I know better today. The big Jesus is wherever I sit. Repent. Change your inner picture of yourself and who you are. You are who God says you are. Okay? The amen, hmm. go to Matthew real fast in chapter 10. All right. uh, I believe we're going to look at uh, verse number 27. And I'm going to give you this so you get a context of it, but you'll see it's it's throughout the entire Bible when you have eyes for it. And it says, uh, okay, I'm at 32. And that says, whoever therefore shall confess me before men, him I will confess before my Father, which is in heaven. So I said, 
you know, all the promises of God are yes and amen. And I said, the Holy Spirit said, yes, all the promises of God are yes if you say amen. And then he pointed me to the scripture. He says, okay, if I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord before men, then he'll confess me. I said, okay, I believe that. So what does that mean? Oh, I just have to hold my belief longer. No matter where I'm at, I have to tell people that I believe in Jesus and, and all this. Holy Spirit says, that's not what it means. I said, but he says, that's not what it means. He said, to confess Jesus Christ before men is not with your words, it's with your actions. In other words, don't believe in Jesus Christ until I can demonstrate him. That's how I say amen. What you tolerate will dominate. You have a mountain in your life? Demonstrate that Jesus is with you. I'm going to share with you the keys to do that. We're going to go quick now, okay? But it's, how is this? How am I doing here? Are you guys tracking with me? Okay. This isn't too much, right? Somebody's back there saying yes. Who's saying yes? Okay. All right. Just checking. So the first is repent. Matthew in chapter 3. Quickly go there. Just a couple pages back. I'm going to read this. It says in verse 2, it says, well, in verse 1 it says, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. What is this kingdom business? To be very transparent and clear and accurate, Jesus Christ came. The Messiah. He only preached one thing. That was the kingdom. If you are a Christian and you have and you're not about the kingdom, why are you a Christian? <laughs> That's all Jesus ever preached. He says, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So in that example, what he's saying is Verse 3, for this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Elijah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way for the Lord, make his path straight. Your repenting is making Jesus' path straight. You met that song, Hosanna, they were singing Hosanna in the triumphal entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem on the day of Passover? Did, did you not know what they did? They took their coats off, and they took the palm leaves and put them on the ground. And here he says, here, here I come riding lowly on a donkey. But why did they do that? They're saying, Lord, come to me. I'll make the path. See, we are the bride of Christ. A bride makes herself ready. The bride also makes a way. There are ten virgins, five are, fi- five are wise and five are foolish. The, the five that were wise made a way for Jesus. They, they made a straight, the path straight for Jesus. They, they had what it took to make the path straight. They, they, they somehow worked it through and got to the source to get it. But the foolish ones, they lacked wisdom. And their problem compounded because as they lacked wisdom, they also 
ran out of time. Because in the day of your plenty, you did not seek God with all your heart, mind, soul, and body. So the first key, when I say all the promises of God are yes and amen, and your amen is to say not just yes and amen, it is it is according to even salvation, Romans 10 and 9, whoever says in their heart, uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord and that is believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and says with their mouth. According to Ecclesiastics in chapter 3, verse 11, it says, when God created us, he created us both with heaven and earth when he inside of us. We don't have to go outside of us to change the earth. You see, because as it is within, so it is without. All you have to do is change it in your heart and speak it. We are spirit. We are spirit. So that's spirit dwells in a fourth dimension. When we speak, see, spirit, there's children. The children of spirit is that of thought. Thought is of the fourth dimension. But when thought manifests in the third dimension, our 3D reality, it comes in the form of words. We are man, spirit. This is an interesting concept, but the concept, I just want you to catch this idea and the concept back of it. Where man, spirit, God took dirt and wrapped spirit in dirt. The potential of dirt is limitless. You put strawberries in dirt, you get 30, 60, 90 strawberries. If you take spirit, wrap it in dirt, the seed of spirit, the fruit of spirit is thought. You put thought in dirt. You plant the thought in the dirt. When you speak it, you water it. It nurtures. And if you're not mindful, you pray to God for a crop fairer because what you got what you've grown, the harvest that's before you is not what you had in mind. So what God is saying to us is that we have the ability to repent because it's a gift. It, it will not be around forever. Seize it now. It's your greatest privilege. When you say, Amen. It's with your whole heart, mind, soul, and body. I receive this gift all the way. If you know that there's areas in your life that aren't right before God, don't tolerate it. If you need help, call out to God. And God will send you a deliverer. Amen? The second key is redeem. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 12, in verse 11, I'll give you the scriptures, and for sake of time, you can research them later. But it says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. That means that the kingdom of heaven is a very powerful place, but only the forceful can take hold of it. The Bible says, in that day, there will be a lot of people crowding around to get in. In Luke in chapter 13 and verse 24, it says, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. In that day, there'll be many crowding around trying to get into the kingdom of heaven and will not be able to get in. You have to redeem what God has given Adam. tell you a quick story. There was a gentleman, a friend of mine, Michael, um, 
Michael Bryant, love Michael Bryant, he said he had brought a brand-new trash can. He used to live in New Jersey and in the city, and he had brought a brand-new trash can, and he had taken the trash can on Thursdays when he put the trash out. And, uh, you know, after he came home from work, he noticed the trash can was gone. It was a brand-new trash can, real nice one, you know, with the lid on it and everything. And then uh, that afternoon, he's home. Someone comes knocking on the door like this. And he comes to the door and says, yes? He says, hey, uh, listen, I'm in a neighborhood today, and, uh, you know, I uh, just wanted to know I got this trash can here. See if you want to, you know, buy uh, you know, a trash can, $20. You can have it. It's a real nice one. This one costs about $50 in the store. And Michael looked at him, and he's a, he's a tall guy, right? He looks at him and goes, hey, that's my trash can. And the guy said, oh, yeah, and another thing. Look at this lid. It's really nice. Says, but that's my trash can. And the guy says, and just, I tell you what, give it to me. I'll give it to you for $15. Now, what do you think Michael did? <laughs> he became indignant. He says, that is my trash can. He grabbed it and said, get off here. Don't you ever come back again. You understand that? That's the way we ought to be regarding the things that God has given Adam that belong to us. You must snatch it back. You have to have that mindset. Amen? You have to have that mindset. All right, let me say it another way. The Bible says, <laughs> the Bible says, ah, do you not know that, I won't go there, but it's in Genesis, when uh, Jacob, um, Jacob wrestled with the angel. They said he wrestled with God. But guess what he said? Because you wrestle with God, God will give you, grant you favor with men. In other words, where he's really going with this, Luke in chapter 11, Jesus says, let your light be single, having no dark corners. You may say, that's just a little dark corner. She says, how great is that darkness? The Bible says another way, Revelations. I'd rather you be hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. All right, let me just make it real candid to you. Jesus said it. Now listen, it's a principle. Jesus says, not my will, but thy will be done. Listen, Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Peter said, there was a time I got dressed and went where I wanted to go, but there'll come a time that someone else will dress me and take me a place I care not go, talking of the death that he was going to have experienced. And in Revelations chapter 12 and verse 11 says, And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Say this, the explanation is a cure. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. It's not your testimony. It is the testimony they have about the blood of Christ in their life, in their situation, in their circumstance, in their vicissitude of life to overcome that situation. And they love not their lives unto the death, which is to say, today, is this the day that I lay my life down? I'm willing. If this is the day, let it be. It's all right with me. So therefore, you can redeem. You understand when you have that mindset, if that's your thermostat, is set to that, who's going to stop you? You follow me? 
So what? Repent, the first gift. The second is redeem. The last is, anybody know? Rejoice. Praise God. Someone's listening. The Bible says, go with me to Psalms 126 real fast. I love this this verse. This is uh, this is so powerful. This chapter, and maybe some of you have had experience in life where it was just as the scripture says here. Say amen when you get there. Psalms one twenty six. This scripture is actually a transition from redeeming and rejoicing, redeeming and rejoicing. Amen. Who's there? Okay. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, where we're like, we were like them that dream. You hear that? Like a dream. It says, then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams of the south. They that sow in tears shall reap joy. He that go forth and weep bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with them. It's like a dream for those who say amen and all that they are. You see, because victory in life is three things. It's one, see it. Let me hear you say that. Say it. Seize it. See it, say it, seize it. That means what you see, you're transformed into. But there's eyes that God gives, like the ears, let those who have ears, there's eyes. Believing is seeing with your spiritual eyes. That means you could see what you believe when your eyes are closed. You see that? You, you could see what you believe with your eyes closed. And then when you see that, you don't look to the left or to the right. You keep your eye fixed on that which you see that's right. And then at that point, you, while you're looking at it, you say it. And therefore, that which is within now manifests out. That's what the Bible says. Call things forth, though they be not as they are, that the unseen become seen. And then you seize it. Seizing it is this. Everything that you do, say, and act is in accordance with what you've seen and what you've spoken. Everything is single. See it, say it, seize it. You tracking with me? So God says in Philippians 4 and verse 4, rejoice in all things. We are called to rejoice. I say rejoice, 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 rejoice. Rejoice when things are right. Rejoice when things are bad. Do you know in Psalms 2 it says, you know, God laughs when people are coming to do things against his will. You should laugh too. That means God's involved. Amen? Listen, I'm going to be back here on um, Tuesday to share, you know, a little bit more on just uh, what Revelation God has shared. But let me ask you, is this useful? Are you getting anything out of this? God loves us. Um, Don't settle for anything less than love. Uh, you don't have to wait for Jesus. Now, I want to ask before um, we finish up here, we've got four minutes. Is there anybody here 
that has, uh, the presence of heaven is here now. Okay? Is there anything here that, uh, any pain in your body, any sickness in your body? Um, you don't have to put up with it. Do? Okay. Um, why don't you come here? What's your name? Hey. JC. Uh, can I tell you a secret? Go for it. You don't know this, though, but I'm going to tell you now, okay? Are, are you listening? All right. No one else is listening, I don't think. So you ready? JC, I love you, okay? And Jesus loves you as well, okay? Now, what what's going on? Uh, issues with the kidneys. Okay, what's going on with your kidneys? The, um, I can't remember. Anyway, the numbers are much higher than they're supposed to be. So they're not, um, they're not, okay, they're not operating properly. So they're like, uh, that means that, how long has it been like this for? Uh, that I don't know. Really quite a while. So let me ask, um, is it painful now? It's not pain, it just makes everything else not function properly. All right. So uh, let's say, should Jesus heal you right now, how would you know? lot more energy than I have right now. So this is affecting your energy. And when you say energy, what does that mean? Are you tired? Uh, just don't have enough stamina to be able to do things. I used to be able to hike 4,000 miles, uh, 4,000 footers, and these days, not so much. Okay. And um, so right now, how do you feel now? Well, I just had a nap, so not too bad. <laughs> okay. So how would you know if, uh, you know, you were better and healed of this? On my legs. So what's going on in your legs now? Well, that's where the stamina and the rest of it shows up immediately. Okay. So right now, do you have a problem with your legs right now? Does it hurt? Does it uh, bother you anywhere? Or? But I could feel right away that I could feel right now that I won't be able to stand for a very long time. Like how long? When would you know? How long? Five minutes? Ten minutes? 15, 20 minutes. 15, 20 minutes, okay. And is there something you couldn't do with your legs? Uh, I don't think I could understand the question. Okay. All right, so in other words, your legs function well. There's no, there's no problem in terms of how they function. They just kind of get tired in 20 minutes. Okay. All right, right now, would you like to be healed? Amen. You believe that God can heal you? Amen. You believe that it's God's will to heal you? Yes, it is. You believe that God sent me here all the way from Pennsylvania for this moment right now as shall I say, an answer to your prayer? Divine appointment. So that means yes? Yes. Okay. Now, do you understand what I'm asking? Because when, when I say that, do you believe, I'm talking about the inner picture in his heart. You remember Psalms 36 and 9? It says, in thy light I, I see our light. Our light is in his light. That means that's the lamp that guides our feet, even in the dark. You understand that? So in this case, he said that he sees that God has sent me as an answer to his prayer. You understand that? Now, what the Bible says we're too touch and agree on a matter. It's established in heaven also here on earth. You understand that? Now, watch this. I'm going to show you. I'm, I'm actually going to um, show you this, but Psalms in uh, Isaiah, chapter 45, and verse 11, it says, you know, God has promises, and you pray, and you remind God, God, remember you said this, and remember your word says this, so I'm, and I do that every day. I just remind him, remind him. God's not hard of hearing, and he's not hard of remembering. You see, that scripture says, somebody have the, uh, Psalms 45? Anybody? Real quick, anybody got it? 
I'm going to do this and I'll, I'll show you. Yeah, okay, read verse 11. So the king will greatly desire your beauty because he is your Lord. Worship him. Is that Isaiah 45? I'm sorry, Isaiah 45. I do apologize. That's a good one, yes. Okay, that's fine. Isaiah 45, 11. This says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his Maker, ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands, you command me. God says command me of the concerning the works of his hands. You hear me? See, because greater is he that is in me than he is in the world, right? Word. See, the Bible says, Isaiah 45. Now listen, the Bible says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Psalms 19, 14. I said, God, how could that be that my words be acceptable and my, mind, my thoughts be acceptable? God says only one way. I said, what's that? He says that the words in your mouth are my words and that the secret thoughts of your mind are my thoughts. I said, but God, how could that happen? He says, who could know the mind of a man lest the spirit of a man within him? He says this, the, the very spirit that rose Christ from the dead is now dwelling in you. Amen? So guess what? I command healing to your legs. I command your kidneys to be healed right now in Jesus' name. And all that demon that's been on there, I command it to go now. I release. I command the spinal column back in order. Cartilage reform in Jesus' name. I release the tormentors of tormentors to torment the tormentor that's been tormenting your body in Jesus' name. Now, will you be around this week? All week? So is there, do we have uh, another excursion where you can kind of walk around for 20 plus minutes or something like that? Or you could find something to do? Okay. So, so tomorrow morning, now listen to me. I command healing to your body. I, I announce be healed. You're in the presence of God right now. Amen? Okay. I love you. I receive that. Can you rejoice? Everybody give him a round of applause. See, let me. Listen, uh, I asked the question, are you born again? Are you born again to suffer again? You don't have to put up with this. Pastor Betty, your ears are meant to work. Okay? You're 80. So what? You have ears that are supposed to work. Would you like to be healed? Would you like to be healed? Okay. Is it what what ear that you what is it that what ear? What ear is it that? What ear, brother? Is it is it both ears? One ear? Twenty-five years. Twenty twenty-five years. So what's wrong with the ear? Um, I just don't hear. You don't hear anything. Yes. So you you can't really hear anything. It's more of a mumble. You're mumbling uh, or. I can hear you individually if you're close to me, but okay. What about so that's your right ear? What about your left ear? How's that work? This ear hears better than this one. So you have you had a earpiece in this ear? No. So so wait a minute. Which ear works better without the earpiece? This one. This one I don't hear anything. 
Oh, so you so you hear mumbling in your right ear. Hear it. But and in your left ear, you don't hear anything. How long has it been like that in your left ear? I don't know. Uh, my sister told me I couldn't hear good 25 years ago. I didn't know it. 25 years ago. Would you like to be healed? Yep. When would you like to be healed? Now. I was healed at Calvary. I just want to manifest now. Okay. <laughs> so now listen to me. She said I want it to manifest now. Do you not know in this life? Is it okay, Pastor, just to go in a little bit longer? Is it okay? Is, is it okay? Okay. And, and it's, it says in this life you don't get what you want. You only get what you say. The Bible says in Mark 11 and 23, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt. I don't understand it fully, but we can believe something in our head and doubt it in our heart. Or we can believe in our heart and worry about it in our head. Do you know, Satan has a name. What's his name? His chief name. Lucifer, what would you say? Liar. You ready? His chief name is called doubt. Check it out. John chapter 4, verse 30. He says, he has nothing in me. He has no power in me. says, the prince of the world cometh, but he has no power in me. He has nothing in me. If you have doubt in you, he has something in you. Listen, no one can have anything over you if they don't have anything in you. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Don't put up with it. I know you are. Problem with my feet, little bit, you know. Not too bad, but I feel pain. Yeah. Here. On your chin? Yeah, yeah. What's the pain like? What do you feel? You know, little, little bit pain. Little pain, right? Yeah. Do you have it now? Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, a ten is the highest amount of pain, and one is low pain. What mean? How how strong is the pain? Ten is the highest. Uh, so so fifty fifty. So it's about a five. Five. Uh, okay, so pain. Uh, the highest level of pain, like it's excruciating pain, is the number ten, and number one is a little bit of pain. Uh, make it five. A five. Okay, and it's in your left leg. Left leg. And how long has it been like that for? Almost one month. Almost one month. What happened? I don't know. I don't know either. Me too. Ah. One day I, I feel like it is little bend on my feet, you know. And do you have pain there now? See, listen to me. I am not being arrogant. What I'm doing is demonstrating that greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. Didn't I say I'm not anything but what I carry? Do you not know you can't give somebody something you don't have? I said I'd love to give you a million dollars, but I don't have it. But guess what? Peter at the gate, beautiful, saw the man begging. He says, money, silver, and gold we have not, but what I do have I give to you. Stand up and walk in the name of Jesus. Amen? Listen, there's no big eyes and little U's here. God's no respective persons. What he'll do for one, he'll do for the other. I am not waiting for Jesus. He's revealed himself to me. He's here. Praise the Lord. 
But listen, your confession is everything. Eliminate the word want from your vocabulary. Want is a wish. Want is from a place of lack. Remember the colander? You have to immerse yourself in that which you desire so that everything you do is from that place. You're not trying to get it. So I will to have my hearing back. I will to get my uh, uh, leg back in order without the pain. See, because will is a decision, and everything that happens from there is just executing the decision, what's already been decided. Isn't this plain? There is something that we can do to provoke, ready, our healing. There's something that you can do to provoke the promise of God to manifest in your life. Pastor Lonnie, you all told me about what happened with you in the purchase of this facility. God told you there was some unfinished business. And when you said, you heard the instructions from God, without doubting, you did that, executed the decisions for God, the instructions that he gave you. You doing that provoked heaven to manifest in your situation and make the crooked road straight. Am I right? It's a principle matter. It works 100% of the time, all the time. That deaf, dumb spirit, I command it to go and to never return. And I, co- I command new auditory. Uh, that's right. Well, that's exactly right. And I command it so as well. I speak life to the uh, auditory nerve right now to Why reform itself. Before you preach, so I could get everything. Well, you know, <laughs> love it, right? See, now she's listening to me. But can I tell you something? The Bible says, get this, at the voice of Jesus, even the deaf will hear. That those that are dead will hear and rise. The dead in Christ. You see, you have to be, ready, the living dead in Christ. You hear that? Let me hear you say this. I am the living dead in Christ. I have been crucified that I no longer live, and the life that I live is lived by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. It's a new day. You provoke your healing tonight. You provoke your healing night, and yours is coming. Listen to me. It's here. But all of this for the tabernacle. Wait, broke the wagon down. Provoke heaven. You can do it. One man caused us to get in this mess, Adam. One man brought us deliverance. You can do it for all of us. I believe in you. The world requires you. Brother Mufid, I love you. I love you too. I love everybody here. I know you do because you too have come from a great distance. Okay, and God rewards you according to Hebrews 11 and 6, that he is rewarded them that diligently seek him. Amen? Amen. Right now, 
I command that leg and all the pain in that leg to go, all discomfort. I, I command the, the actual uh, muscles themselves uh, that they, they become supple and soft and strong again, and everything goes right now. I'd like you to take that leg, your left leg, and I want you to do this. All right. Check. Check. Where's the pain? Slow down a little bit. Okay, it's going all now. I command it all to go. Check Amen. it. Amen. Couldn't do before, and then come on, go ahead, walk. I command it right now. The angels pull it through. Yeah. I mean, do you have any pain left? Because really, this pain is go and come. You know, no, 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 no. Hold on. No. They try to visit me, give me little tough time. You know, sometimes. Okay. So Jesus says, unless you uh, bind up the strong man. You cannot take anything from his house. Okay? Uh, some people go to, you know, like, they get suited up with the armor of God. I got the armor of God. I'm ready now. I'm going to battle. Are you sure? You go ahead and go to battle. And they get in a fight. Man, I'm fighting. Man, it's been man, such a fight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, got my armor back on. I'm going to battle again. And they look at me and I go, they're like, well, what are you doing? I said, I'm not going to battle. I'm going to victory. You see, it all depends on what your mindset is. You see that? I don't. So in other words, I command that spirit right now. The things that you can't see Amen. are greater than the things that you can see. Amen. This place is loaded with angels of our Father to show that his word is true and strong. I speak to that leg, and it shall be well, and, and it shouldn't have that problem anymore. I Amen. command it so. Amen. Uh, I, I like to share a little bit something the Lord put it on my heart. I came. I am so happy to meet this lovely family here. And I believe, uh, you know, a couple words on not much, I don't take much uh, time. Uh, 1917 was Jubilee year. After 50 years, 1967, we took Jerusalem, Jubilee year. This year, Jubilee year. In this way, get a blessing for every believer because the time for coming of Jesus Christ. But I said, a big blessing to be together here in this town visiting my lovely family. And we see lovely people in this place. In Jesus' name. Be ready. Only I said the message is good to be ready because we don't know what the time. The Bible doesn't give you exactly. But all the signs in nature, all the signs in the year, this jubilee year. Amen. Love you, brother. I love you, too. One final thought. He says you don't know the time. Listen, what is time? Time is an interruption in eternity. Do you understand before the fall there was no time? And time ah, is a gift as well. God gives you, he says, 120 years to repent. You see, because outside of time there is no gift of repentance. Time will serve its purpose once you learn the lesson. You do not have to operate in time when you learn the lesson. Amen? So, Righteous Father, I thank you so much for everything that you've done today, everything that you're doing today. When it comes to time, God says, today is the day. You don't have to wait. Wake up today and say, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice, be glad in it, and expect you, your manifestation in everything that we are. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you for that. Amen.
Hallelujah. So for you that have not had the opportunity to have eight days of the Feast of Tabernacles, this is just the beginning. This is just the second night. Amen? Amen. I'm sorry. It's, it already is good. Yes. I want to ask you a question because the Lord's talking to me about it. Can you video them preaching the Muslim language? Can you do a program that I can put on the Muslim country? Okay, that's what I want. Are you willing to preach to the Muslim countries? Huh? Yeah. No, not English. Will you do it? Yes. Okay. You do. You want to do it? He's gonna do it. Okay, Lonnie's going to do it with him, and I'm going to put it in every country in the world. Okay? Okay. I feel the Lord is wanting me to ask you to do this. I have the capability of putting you all over the world Amen. with the Word of God. Amen. I love them. I do not want to see that many people not know Jesus Christ. 100% I agree with you. Okay? And I pray for them that they will know Jesus Christ. I pray for Israel and I pray for the Muslim countries. I want to see the family come together, the sons of Abraham. Come back to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Help me and I'll do it. He's going to get with you and do it. Amen. No, no, what she's saying is is that do it on a separate day, but what I believe is already taking place is you probably have that over at the church on CDs, right? So you know the pastor, right? So what you need to do is you need to talk to Betty because on her TV station, you can then orchestrate all the CDs that they've already have recorded, but if you want to record also and send them to Betty because then she'll play them on her TV station in Florida. Amen? She wants to get the word out on her TV station to the Muslim nations. How long, if, he were to do, how long, if he were to preach, how long would you want him to preach? 30 minutes on each one. And at the end, make a salvation message to those that would be watching it. Okay, perfect. Awesome. And New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a good name, huh? Living Water. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. 
What were you going to say? So what we need to do is orchestrate with you, with you, with you, with you, and with Betty to where then you get their address and they can begin to create those, either yourself or those that are available through the pastor that's in New Jersey. Because this could be an ongoing thing every week. Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful. Right? Visitation? An encounter? Amen. Awesome. Amen. 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 That's right. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to do the recording? <laughs> Come on, Bubba. Do you not love this? This is what the gathering of the family of God is all about. Many parts, one family. Amen? But every joint supplies. That's why it's so important right now. So tomorrow we gather at 7 o'clock. The following day is another family dinner. Okay? So if you haven't gotten the calendar, there may be still some out back there. But we go. I'm sorry? What are we, what are we doing tomorrow? Oh, wait a minute. Tomorrow. Where am I? I'm thinking this is midweek. We're doing church tomorrow. My goodness gracious. I'm sure glad you're here. So that means we got uh, we got Brother Roy preaching tomorrow, and that's why you're here, Mark, because you're preaching tomorrow night, huh? See, that makes sense, doesn't it? So Roy's going to be on tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Help me, Jesus. Amen. You don't want to miss Roy. You don't want to miss Roy. Miss Roy crazy. But also, I just want you to really set your hearts on Mark and his family. The greatest need is to bridge the generations. And I'm so thankful that Mark and his family has responded because it's key. It's important. Where we're going, where God's desiring us to step forward in, takes all the generations. Nobody's left out. Nobody's left behind. Everyone is essential and important for us. Amen. So, since tonight is truly Saturday night, we have a gathering over at the house. We've got all kinds of stuff. If you want to have some more fellowship, if you want to have time with Ralph, with Roy, with Betty, with Karen, Randy over here, Judy, she's a little crazy too. And so, this is all about relationship. Got my granddaughter here that's at YWAM there in Kona. We got little Emily there. She's, she's an awesome missionary. Come on. She now, for two years in a row, has gone to Guatemala. Come on. And they've been building houses there. But she is the one. That <laughs> she's little Kathy. Come on. She's little Mimi. She is a woman that has purpose, and she lets everybody know it. She will speak things as though they are. So take time out. Get to know one another. Make sure you get together with Mark and his family. We love you guys lots. So there's not going to be a meal tomorrow. We're coming tomorrow morning. We're going to have an actual Sunday service. I guess that's what they call them on Sundays, don't they, a service? And so 10 o'clock, 
Praise the Lord. Love one another. Be blessed. And we love you lots.